what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Hello, you beautiful people. Hello, my guys, Dales and Non-Binary Pals. Welcome back to Whatever, the show where I talk about whatever. My name is Cameron, and time passes, people move, like the rivers flow, it never ends. Uh, once again, I am here with my wife, Kate. I'm going to get that tattooed on my body. Oh, uh, the time passes, people move. Yeah. I always wanted to get the uh, the flow of time is always cruel quote. with well, uh, part of the same quote, isn't it? Yeah, it's like all part of the same yeah, I paragraph that, of stuff. Yeah, I like with Majora's Mask. If that didn't give you a hint on what today's episode is about, we're going to be talking about Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Uh I was going to do them kind of separately, but they kind of play... first of all, Majora's Mask is like the sequel. It's like a direct sequel. So you can't talk about one and not the other. That's like, that should be a crime. In fact, I'm pretty sure that'll get you 10 to 20 for sure. (laughs) But yeah, that and, uh, what is it, Wind Waker and like, Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass, one of those, either that or Spirit Tracks, one of those is the direct sequel to Wind Waker. Uh, I I think Phantom Hourglass... Phantom Hourglass might be the direct sequel to Wind Waker. But uh, yeah, in this episode, we're going to be talking about Wind Waker and, uh, or not, not Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. You know what? It might just be like an entire um, Zelda situation. Oh, it is Phantom Hourglass. Yeah, because Phantom Hourglass, you were still on, you were still boating. Boating? You were still sailing on the Great Sea. Just goofing. New boat goofing. And it's spirit charts where you actually find the new Hyrule. Uh, but yeah, so let's start off with Ocarina of Time now. The reason I wanted to cover Ocarina of Time is because you said it's your favorite Zelda game. Tis. It's my favorite video game. Just Or favorite video game of all time. And while I do really enjoy Ocarina of Time, I, d- I don't agree that it's the best Zelda game. But we might get into that a little later. I'll go over uh, what it's about for you plebs that have not played the game. So, Ocarina of Time, or actually, this is straight off the, uh, this is a quote from the Wikipedia, you know, that Google gives you because they don't want you to read the whole thing because they don't want to waste your time with bullshit. <laughs> uh, the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is an action-adventure game developed and published by Nintendo for the N- Nintendo 64. It was released in Japan and North America in November 1988 and in PAL regions the following month. Ocarina of Time is the fifth game in the Legend of Zelda series and the first with 3D graphics. Now, this is definitely an interesting one when you look at the uh, the Zelda timeline because it's Ocarina of Time that splits everything into three separate, three separate timelines. It's Ocarina of Time that stops the linear progression of the game series. Yeah, because it starts... Well, actually, so it goes... So Ocarina of Time can go one of. Are you sure it's one of two? I thought it was one or one of three. I thought it was one of two. It's three ways. Because I know that it can go either like. So there's the, the t- timeline splits off where you defeat Ganon, or yeah. you don't defeat Ganon, and then it's so line. there's the one timeline that comes off of it. That's you know when if like if Link is defeated by Ganon, you know if Ganon ends up killing Link. But that's then we get Majora's Mask. No. That's a different timeline. So, uh, actually, I, I just pulled it up here. 
Okay, so there's a I need a better image than that, Jesus Christ. So there's the timeline that comes off. <laughs> there's the timeline that comes off of uh, if like Link is defeated by Ganon, and that goes on to like Link to the uh, Link to the Past, Oracle, oh, the Oracle Games, right, 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 Link's Waking, right, okay. and then the first the first two originals of this, and then there's the two that stem off of you know Link defeating Ganon. There's the child one, and then the adult one. So like there's a timeline you know of Link growing up. You know, as a kid, defeating after defeating Ganon, and then there's a timeline like if he stayed in the future, right? So like the child era is the one that goes on to Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess of Four Swords, and the adult era is the one that goes on to Wind Waker, uh, Phantom Hourglass, and Spirit Tracks. And uh, do 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 So yeah, let me go back to the 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 thing the thing the thingamabob. The thing with the stuff. So, I guess basically, um, like, what Ocarina of Time is about. So, it starts off. God, I'm trying to remember how it starts off. Um, it starts off, you fucking uncultured swine, with. Well, okay. So first of all, rude. It depends on when you where you consider the game starting because technically the game starts the game starts with Navi waking you up. But the story starts with Navi talking to the Great Deku Tree. Yeah, because the Great, great Deku Tree, Tree is like, hey, like, go get dying. the kid. Go fetch me a small boy. And basically, you find out that Link is not actually... Because you grow up in... A, you wake up in a Tortiri Forest. Or the... Yeah, the Tortiri Village, I guess you could call it. And you find out... Forest. Kokiri Forest. Is it called Forest? Yeah. Because it's Kakariko yeah. Village. No, Kakarito Village is something else. That's a different place. Yeah, but... That's by Death Mountain. I know, but they don't have two villages. It's Kokiri Forest and Kakarito Village. You don't even know! You're not a real Zelda fan! (laughs) I've played all the games. What have you won me, scrub? Have you? Yeah. Name the Game Game Boy ones. I don't count those. (laughs) How dare you? I'm just kidding. I do count. How dare you? I have played them because I did... I did have them for the Game Boy. I just cannot. I couldn't. For, it was so long ago. I couldn't for the life of me tell you what their names are. I know Phantom, Phantom Hourglass is one of them. Is Spirit Tracks on the Game Boy? Uh, Spirit Tracks, I think, was the DS. That's when they got into the Nintendo DS. That and Phantom Hourglass. I think, yeah, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks were the ones Minish when they moved Cap to the was DS. On the DS, right? No, Minish Cap was Game Boy. Oh, I love Minish Cap. That game is so cute. I haven't finished Minish Cap. See, you're not a real Zelda fan. Show me the Game Boy I can play it on. We had Game Boys. We had DSs. <clears throat> what happened to that? <laughs> Why did we get rid of those? I don't know. I have a SP in my parents' house that I could, I could totally steal. And maybe some could get us a cable for it. Do you hear this, people? He's actively planning a theft. <laughs> I'm actively planning a theft from my own parents. <laughs> like they would care. Alright, so anyway, the story of Ocarina of Time. Now, I'm going to read this off the wiki. Jesus Christ. Aliens. She just took a Snapchat of me. Um, Anyway, the story. So, I'm going to read this off the Wikipedia page so I don't sound like an idiot. 
The fairy Navi awakens Link from a nightmare in which he witnesses a man in black armor pursuing a young girl on horseback. Navi brings Link to the great Deku Tree, who is cursed and near death. The Deku Tree tells Link a wicked man of the desert cursed him and seeks to conquer the world, and that Link must stop him. Before dying, the great Deku Tree gives Link the spiritual stone of the forest and sends him to Hyrule Castle to speak with Hyrule's princess. At the, at the Hyrule Castle Garden, Link meets Princess Zelda, who believes Ganondorf, the Gerudo King, or Gerudo, how do you say it? How do I say it? Yeah. Gerudo. Oh, I've always said Gerudo. Uh, believes Ganondorf, the Gerudo King, is seeking the Triforce, a holy relic that gives its holder godlike power. Zelda asks Link to obtain the three spiritual stones so he can enter the Sacred Realm and, tra- and claim the Triforce before Ganondorf reaches it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Link collects the other two stones, the first from Darunia, leader of the Dorons, and the second from Rudo, princess of the Zoras. Link returns to Hyrule Castle, where he sees Ganondorf chase Zelda and her caretaker Impa on a horseback, like, like in his nightmare, and unsuccessfully attempts to stop, stop him. Inside the Temple of Time, he uses the Ocarina of Time, a gift from Zelda, that literally, like, so kind of backtracked it a little bit. I'm so. going to interrupt you for a second. I was going to interject earlier when I had food in my mouth and I'm a lady. Um, first of all, it's King Darunio, so put some respect on it. Is he a king? Or yes. did they just call him Darunio? No, he, he, well, they did just call him Darunio in the game, but he is the king of the Gorons. That's why you deal with him and not any of those other, other roly-poly fuckers. I mean, I suppose. No, you do deal with one. One's important. Bigoron. Oh, well, yeah, but that's because you get the sword from him. Because you, you get a dope-ass sword from him. Wait, but he calls it a knife, which I don't understand, because it's like three well, times the length of the Master Sword. You gotta think, to a Goron, especially one his size, that is a knife. When he, to Link, it's <laughs> that's a... That's not a knife. <laughs> that's not a knife. No, but when he first came on the screen, I was like, when did I play Ocarina? That's a huge bitch! I was probably I was probably young, but even then, in my head, I was like, "That's a huge bitch." But uh, no, what I was going to say about the Ocarina of Time, how you actually get the story about this game too. You actually how you actually get the Ocarina of Time. So basically, when you first leave Kokiri Forest, you have a you have a friend in in uh, Kokiri Forest named uh, Sarah. Saria. 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 And as you leave, she's like, "Oh, you're leaving to do this thing. You know, I want to give you this Ocarina I made to remember me by." And literally, as soon as as soon as you get to the cutscene where Ganondorf is chasing Zelda and Impa, Zelda throws the Ocarina of Time, and you pick that up, you just toss the other one away. Like, the Ocarina that Saria gave you, with all her love and affection, you just fucking throw away. Like, oh, I got this cool blue one now. Don't need this crap anymore. This one has magic powers. Car horn. Okay. Great timing. Um, where was I, actually? So- me and my brother used to play this game all the time. And I remember specifically, it was so funny. There's a point in Ocarina of Time when you get to the little village right before the castle. You know what I'm talking about? Hyrule Castle or Town? Before the, no, um, little village, not the castle. My bad. The Temple of Time. That's, you get there through Hyrule Castle Town. Castle Town, yeah. So there's a mini game in there where you can play like you could go bowling with bombs kind of do you remember what I'm talking about was that not cream time yeah 
Oh, I suppose I never did that one. It was so funny because you had to like, well, it wasn't like bowling, but you had to like line up the bombs. Oh yeah, you had to and, use the bomb shoes. Yeah, and hit these targets or whatever, and it was so funny because this this fucking cuckoo, which is basically just a chicken, they're just called cuckoos in the game for some reason. Hope you guys have some Zelda knowledge, just we're dropping shit left and right. Um, but my brother was playing this. And he was he was at this for like forty five minutes because he was like I'm not giving up I want the prize I think the prize for beating the game was like they gave you some bomb chews or at the most they give you like hundred rupees or yeah so he might he was like determined he was like I'm gonna get this prize I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it and the chicken kept getting in the way and it was every single time for forty five minutes he blew up this chicken and he got so mad and I distinctly remember thinking it was hilarious because he was getting so mad about this and I was like man this is quality entertainment right here and he finally won he finally like beat the game and got the got the prize or whatever and he looks at me and he goes I don't ever want to see another chicken in my entire life as he (laughs) says that my mom yells from upstairs and she's like kids dinner's ready because we were young we were youngins (laughs) and so we go upstairs and what's on the plate in front of us except for grilled chicken breasts (laughs) <laughs> and my brother just looked up at me with the saltiest facial expression. It was so funny. I laughed really hard. And my mom was like, what's so funny? Why are you laughing? And we explained it to her. And, of course, she was an adult and we were children. So she did not find it as amusing as we did. But I thought it was hilarious. That is hilarious. Um, but I guess to uh, sum up the story, you know, you get to the Temple Time. You get the Master Sword. You go through time. But... As you're going through time, Ganondorf somehow sneaks in. He's like, ha-ha, you're going through time. I'm going to follow you into the future and fuck everything up. He really do, don't he? Yeah, he does. So then, basically, the main, you know, the main gist of it is like, hey, Ganondorf messed everything up and uh, kidnapped Princess Zelda. Go and stop him. And, yeah, and you use, you know, you go through all these dungeons, you collect a bunch of items. It was now... The thing with Ocarina of Time, it was just, you know, it was revolutionary for the Zelda series. It did a lot of new things. It brought the Zelda series into 3D. Because, like it said, it was um, it was the fifth Zelda game at the time. I forget. Yeah, it was the fifth game, but it was the first to be done in 3D. Um, in 3D space. Rope. Which, at the time, when did that game come out? 94? When Ocarina of Time came out? Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm looking it up, looking it up, looking it up. Bring me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Dude, I would love a Kit Kat right now. <laughs> Ocarina of Time came out in 98. Oh, 98. So yeah, for the time, its graphics were incredible. It did not age well, I will say that. Like, As much as I say that this is my favorite game, it's my favorite Zelda game, it's my favorite video game of all time, hands down. I can play the shit out of this game any day of the week. It's not without its criticisms. Like it's it was a revolutionary game for its time, but it did not age well. Yeah, and that's and that's why <laughs> and that's why I say that it's not the greatest Zelda game ever because it's like it didn't it is like it, like she said it didn't really age well for its time. Like it's still a nostalgic game for a lot of people, but it's just it did not age well. And there's stuff that obviously they've done better since then. Like. It, Majora's Mask is probably a close second, but it's the same. It's literally the same kind of game. So literally, how, the same how, assets, Majora, just... <laughs> how Majora's Mask works is you end Ocarina of Time or Master Quest, depending on which disc you put in, 
And then as you're ending Ocarina of Time, you roll right into Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. So it's exa- it looks exactly the same because it's a direct sequel. But then they then you know what? And I know we're not talking about this right now, but you knew what you know what you blew my mind when that shit came out? Hmm. Twilight Princess. Oh yeah, that's I think that's why that one is my favorite Zelda game. I saw the graphics. Like for you, it's talking the time. For me, it's Twilight Princess. Uh, Fun fact, and I don't know if you heard this in my other thing, but did you know that the reason the Wii version was flopped because Link is canonically left-handed. Yeah. But the Wii version, Link is right-handed because you know you had to swing the rear mode to swing the sword, and most people are Mm right-handed. So that's the reason they switched it. Which I did not realize until I went back and like played the older games, and I'm like, oh yeah, he always does hold his sword in his left hand and his shield in his right. Yep, Link's a lefty. But uh, is Shigeru Miyamoto a lefty? Fuck if I know. <laughs> call well, him, call he, him up right now. I'll ask him. Yeah, right. Let me get on. Let me get on, on the horn. Well, because he said the reason that he created. Zelda in the first place was because it reminded him of like Zelda Fitzgerald. Yeah. No, he he did the game the way that it did because it reminded him of like searching in caves by his house. Oh, that sounds. I thought you were talking about like the name Zelda. I'm like, yeah, there's uh, it was Zelda Fitzgerald that you got the name from. But yeah, the idea for Legend of Zelda he got from exploring caves as a kid. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. But yeah, Zelda, because yeah, Ocarina of Time was the first 3D Zelda game because before that, the games that came before that were kind of going, you know, uh, backwards. Uh, Link's Awakening, uh, Link's of the Past, uh, Zelda 2, and the original Legend of Zelda from. Uh, 86. It, uh... Let's try to find some fun facts about Legend of Zelda. No, I don't care about updates. My I favorite know. thing about the Legend of Zelda games is it does not matter what order you play them in. Even if you play them in, like, timeline order, like, not the way they... But if you go, like, the original Zelda, Zelda 2, Link's Awakening, Link's the Pat, like, all that, doesn't make a lick of difference. Like, it's just... <laughs> There's no continuing storyline throughout the entire series. As long as you study the Zelda timeline, you'll be fine. No. Because as long as you look at that and like, oh, this game is supposed to be here and blah, 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 blah. But even if you don't, like, they're just fun to play individually. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's some fun facts about Ocarina of Time. Shigeru Miyamoto wanted Ocarina of Time to be a first-person game. It would not have worked as a first-person. It would not, especially at that time with those kind of graphics. I mean, it probably would have been amazing. Everyone, everybody in what was it, ninety-eight? Everybody in ninety-eight would have been like, <laughs> "Sorry, what? Are you all right there? No. Do I need to call a doctor?" My uncle texted me earlier with a picture of his head, and he goes, "Does this look like a two guard?" And I was like, "No, it looks like a one or maybe even a half." <laughs> He just texted me back and he was like, right? And then in all capital letters, he says, God fucking damn it! <laughs> it just made me laugh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, another fact, and this I actually knew. Uh, Ganon's castle was originally a hub similar to the castle in Super Mario 64. 
So originally they were gonna have in Ocarina of Time they were gonna have Ganon's castle as like the hub, the main hub hub world where you did everything, and you entered paintings just like Super Mario sixty four. Well, you kind of do that, kinda. In what sense? Well, not necessarily. You don't. I mean, you don't enter paintings, but like when you're in the. Um, well, no, because when you're fighting the pose. Kind of, yeah. That's kind of where he applied that idea, too. He's like, yeah. all right, we didn't do that. But that and the Phantom Ganon fight, because he does the whole thing of going oh, into mm-hmm. paintings and everything. So they kept the idea. Phantom Ganon was badass, and I will die on that hill. I liked Phantom Ganon more than normal Ganon. The fact that Ganondorf could be, you know, you could deflect his magic with a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocarina of Time only featured adult Link at first. So I guess there was no child link at all in the original idea. Uh, let's see. The game's tone and characters were inspired by Twin Peaks. I've never seen Twin Peaks, so I don't know <laughs> what that means, but I have. I could see it. As I, from what I understand, it's a weird show. Uh, like it's a really yep. mi- mind fucky show. You have to be like. And maybe this isn't the case. Maybe this is just me being self-conscious, but, like... You have to be stoned? No. <laughs> oh, God, no. I feel like you have to be, like, super smart to follow Twin Peaks. <laughs> so, oh, God, no. Saying so, if you were stoned watching that, you'd have a panic attack? You would have no idea what the fuck was happening. Just be like, what the fuck? Like, it's not like you can just, like, roll up a doobie and watch Rick and Morty. Like, it's not that kind of show. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. The fishing mini game was created in secret by a guy slacking off at work. So I guess one of the one of the best mini games in the entire game was somebody just being like, "Ah, eh, sure, whatever," slacking off at work. Which is hilarious because it really is one. It's one of my favorite mini games in that whole game. Uh, this one was a little obvious. All the characters at Lon Lon Ranch are references to the Mario series. Yeah, it is. Uh, what are their names? Talon. The the guys. They don't even say the names in here, and I can't remember the names. Ingo. Ingo was one, I think. Um, Lon Lon Ranch. Oops. Uh, Talon, yeah. Oh, Talon no, they do the mention girl. it here. Talon and Ingo. No, uh, who was the girl? Talon. No, Talon was the owner. It says right here, the owner of the ranch, Talon, and his jealous, steaming employee, Ingo. Oh, and his daughter, Malin. Malin, that's, yeah, that's student girl. But yeah, uh, Talon and Ingo are supposed to look like Mario and Luigi. And uh, Malin, or they all wear uh, pendants like on them, on their person, that looked like Bowser. Which I guess made sense, that they kind of had that crossover kind of, oh, here's a reference to Mario, because I think Super Mario 64 kind of came out at the same time. People also ask, what happened to Lon Lon Ranch? Lon Lon Ranch for Ocarina of Time. Lon Lon Ranch is located at the center of Hyrule Field. When Link returns to Lon Lon Ranch as an adult, he finds that Ingo, Ingo has been given the ranch by Ganondorf. It has been renamed Ingo Ranch, and that Talon has moved to Kakariko Village after being kicked out. I knew that, but sad. Because Ingo's a fucking dick. He screws you on the Oh, and in Breath of the gym. Wild, you can find the... An area called the Ranch Ruins. Well, yeah, I knew that. Just a lot of people found that in Breath of the Wild, and they're like, oh, this must be what was left of Lon Lon Ranch from Ocarina of Time. I mean, it's not really confirmed. How do you play Lon Lon Ranch? 
You have not, to ask. Don't. It's not really confirmed that it, that in Breath of the Wild it's Long Long Ranch, but the similarities are mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities. Uh, there are portraits of Mario characters hidden in Hyrule Castle. Did you know that? I was reading about a poem and I was not listening. What did you ask me? Oh my god. <laughs> there are portraits of Mario characters hidden in Hyrule Castle. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, when you're doing that courier before you meet Zelly, you look okay. in one of the windows, there's literally like four pictures. There's like Peach, Mario, Bowser, and Luigi. Uh, it's Epona, everyone's favorite horse. Epona, Link's lovely horse from Ocarina of Time, can be ridden in Breath of the Wild. The easiest way to get her is to scan the Twilight Link, Smash Bros, and Amiibo. Yeah, I did that. I love Epona. I wanted to call her, uh, what did I call her? Grace or Majesty. Or Debbie. Or Debbie. No, when I was younger, I called her because I can't fucking read, apparently. Um, I called her Epiona. Epiona? Epiona. And then my brother, I said it one day, and my brother looked at me, and he was like, Epona? And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that does say Epona, doesn't it? <laughs> or oh, that's almost the same as Big P and Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So, okay. to explain that joke to Are everyone. Are you really going to fucking roast me on this? So, to explain that joke to everyone. So, we were, where were we going? We were going to your parents' house or something? Yeah. So, we were going to her parents' house, and there was a car in front of us that had a website on the top of their car. Let me preface this by saying that I'm working in a salon post-COVID, okay? It's busy. I'm tired. But. Leave me alone. This car has this website on the front, and she's like, what's big, or She's like, what's Big P and RB Studios? I'm like, and I, I like took a second to read. I'm like, Big Panda Web Studio? <laughs> sure, it has Big P and RB. No, Big Panda Web Studio. I thought, shut up. <laughs> I thought it was like a cutesy, like little, whatever. At least I know what seven plus two is. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um,. It was off no, the- it was. What did you say it was? It was like because we were arguing how how about how long we had been together. We've been together the better part of a decade, but you were like, um, this and this equals seven, and I was like, you want to run that by me again? <laughs> um, e y e. That's what was the joke? E y e. E y e. That's you. Are you fucking serious? You can't spell I. E-W-E. A, f- a three-letter word. I was fighting water blank again, and I got embarrassed. No, I'm embarrassed. You can't spell I. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how the more upset he got, the, the higher his the voice got. The more embarrassed he got, the higher his octaves got. It was so funny. This was Game Grumps playing Breath of the Wild, just for context. I replayed that like five minute interaction so many times. <laughs> you can't spell I. A I can't word. I am I'm never gonna let you live this down. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh there's a couple more facts here. I'll list those off and then I'll probably do end this part of the episode and then do another part where we just talk about matures past. So the rest say of the one more thing about the game grumps thing. Yeah. My favorite, my second favorite part of that whole interaction is like two or three episodes later when they're revisiting it. And Darren, and Dan was like, yeah. And you were like, E W or E Y. 
that to you and you like got all fucking condescending <laughs> looking over the glasses. <laughs> because he did. He was just like, because Dan made a joke like, oh, Aaron made a joke like, what if I stab him in the eye? And he's like, oh, I can't see. And Dan was like, yeah, I can't see like EYE. And it was quiet for a second and Aaron goes, EYE does you. And Dan's like, there's another like 10 second period of silence and then you just hear Dan go are you fucking serious E-W-E (laughs) those two I swear Uh, yeah so some more facts here Uh, Navi was supposed to have have romantic feelings for Link see why didn't they apply that to Twilight Princess I would have loved to see a relationship between Midna and Link they had something Minna had no business being that thick is what the fuck she had. Damn, she thick. She, she thick. She thick. She thick with three C's. She. <laughs> but I um, think if they if they put an, an, a, like a romantic relationship between... That's one of the things that I love about The Legend of Zelda is that there's no romantic relationships. Like, Link is a hero because he wants to be. He's not like, oh, I have to save the girl and then she'll fall in love with me. Like, he's well, just... that's kind of what he does. They're basically, he's told like, hey, you have to go see Zelda, and he's like, okay. Well, yeah. Like, but Breath of or I think, uh, what was it? Wind Waker? I think Wind Waker is kind of like that. Wind Waker is just like, alright, now I have to do this thing. Well, because your whole goal in Wind Waker to start is to save your sister. Oh, yeah, and then basically, <laughs> no, it's Breath of the Wild, Lane. that's just like, hey, I just woke up and I have to do things. I just woke up. I don't know what year it is. I'm scared. Dude, if I woke up and somebody told me I had been sleeping for a hundred years, I'd just be like, "Why the fuck did you wake me up?" I, the panic would set in, and I I couldn't do it. I'd be like, "You know what? Put me back under." <laughs> this is bullshit. I don't even want to be on this corner. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to save the rest of these facts for part two. So stay tuned. And we're back. I was going to read off more facts, but as we were doing the recording first, our, for some reason, our neighbors next to us were pounding on the walls, or there was something hitting the wall, so I had to go deal with that. But I figured instead of just repeating myself, I'm just going to jump right into Majora's Mask. Now, Majora's Mask is a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time, because at the end of Ocarina of Time, once Link returns to, you know, being a kid and puts the Master Sword back, Navi is just like, bye! Just kind of pieces out. And so, at the beginning of Majora's Mask, Link is in the forest on Epona, looking for Navi. And then he just gets attacked by Stow Kid and his fairies, uh... Tattle and Tail. That's what it is, Tattle and Tail. Yep. <clears throat> it takes off with Epona and uh, your Ocarina, the Ocarina of Time. And you chase Stow Kid through, like, this thing, and you chase him into a tree which Link then falls down. And that's why a lot of people think Link is actually dead in Majora's Mask, because he falls down this tree. People think, like, oh, he died from the fall. So you get well, to... And not only that, but, like, on a more conspiracy theorist level, they think that um, the fall symbolizes Link's literal dissension to hell. Yeah, because of all those, like, colorful things, kind of gives you an impression that he died. That legitimately gave me nightmares as a child. <laughs> that was horrifying. So you, you fell down this tree and uh, you 
come across you meet up with Stolten, and Stolten's like, hey, I took your horse and your ocarina, you know, fuck you, ha ha ha, and then takes off. Also, he transforms you into a Deku Strub, which basically, you just, you got a big head, uh, black, you know, black dead eyes, and a large snoot. A large snoot. <laughs> so then you get trapped inside. He actually traps one of his fairies with you, and that fairy is just like, hey, you know, he locked me in here, so I guess I'm going to have to rely on you to get me out of here. And that fairy just kind of sticks with you for the rest of the game. And so you go through this tree, you kind of go out of it, and then you end up in the uh, inside a clock tower. And that's one of the first people you meet in the game besides Stolkid is uh, the happy mask salesman, who... Creepy motherfucker. I swear to God. He was in Ocarina of Time, but he didn't have a huge role in that. He basically just ran a uh, side quest where you delivered masks to people. But in Majora's Mask, he's like the main guy. He's like, you, he's like you're one of the main characters. Happy Mask, So basically, uh, what Majora's Mask is, is still a kid with the power of, you know, Majora's Mask, uh, puts a curse, I guess, on the moon. He puts a curse on the moon and basically sends it hurtling towards the land. By the way, the land you end up in is not no longer Hyrule. You're no longer in Hyrule. You end up in a new land called Termina, which, I mean, Termina? Terminal? Hmm? Hmm? Connections? Um, yeah, he sends, he puts a curse on the moon to uh, send it hurtling into Termina, and you have three days to stop it. And why Majora's Mass is actually my favorite over Ocarina of Time is because... Dawn of the first day. Why uh, Majora's Mask is actually my favorite over Ocarina of Time is because of all the the whole time thing. Like, basically, it has this loomy thing. Like, you're going through the dungeons, you're doing all these side quests, but <clears throat> but uh, it's always the like three day cycle. Like, you gotta reset, you know, every once in a while to do a different side quest, and you only do this this quest at this time of day, you know, when this person gets here. And all the while, you only have three days to do everything before, you know, the world is destroyed. And it's, like, it literally destroyed. Like, once the, uh... Because you have a timer throughout the whole game at the bottom of the screen. And once that is done, you have this pretty long cutscene of the moon just crashing into the earth and just destroying everything in its path. And then one of the final things you see is... Link just kind of standing there, and he sees this like wall of flames that just comes towards him and takes him out. And then um, Majora's Mask just kind of zooms into darkness, and all you hear is uh, the Happy Mask, the bleh. Happy Mask salesman. The Happy Mask salesman say you've met with a terrible fate, haven't haven't you? Which that I think that's why a lot of people think he's dead because you hear that every time, and that's the first thing. Uh, the happy mass salesman says to you when you meet him in the clock tower. So every time you die, you hear that quote and you're just like, hmm. You know, that's why a lot of people think he's dead because you keep hearing that, you, you know, the cycle's repeating itself. But, uh, yeah, basically, the whole game is like you have three days to stop Stoated and stop the moon from crashing. And eventually, like, you, I think it relies on you didn't collecting like a bunch of mass. I mean, the whole game centers around mass and the uh once you have all the mass you're able to finally on the final day confront Stoltid and you actually get sucked into the moon which 
I f- oh, I forgot to mention about the moon. Uh, just Google Majora's Mask Moon. But only do it if you're not afraid of nightmares, because it's horrifying. It's yeah. For some reason, they decided like, oh, the moon crashing into the Earth wasn't bad enough. Let's give it a fucking terrifying face. <laughs> but you go into the moon, and it's weird because inside the moon is just as like big open field with a tree in the middle and there's all these children that you have to give all the masks you've collected throughout the game too and the final kid is wearing uh, Majora's Mask and you interact with him and you actually fight Majora's Mask because Majora's Mask itself is an entity it was controlling Skull Kid the whole time like Skull Kid was, had no, basically had no control over himself like he the was... only reason Majora's Mask had all this control over him was really sad but it's because Skull Kid is just lonely and he wants friends yeah, so basically, the mask took advantage of that and just like, like one of those, like it was one of those things where it would like get close to you and be like, "I'll be your friend, everything will be okay, don't you worry about a thing." <laughs> Who are you? I'm old Greg. Nice to meet you. Yeah. What, what you are doing you doing in my, in my waters? waters? <laughs> but uh, yeah. So and you end up actually fighting. Majora's Mask, and with the help of, yeah, with everything you've done, basically you stop the moon, and the whole the whole time the Happy Mask salesman has was been wanting Majora's Mask because it was I guess it was originally his, and he wanted to keep it for, or he wanted to keep it out of evil hands, so he gets it back, and then, you know, you finish the game all happy and whatnot. Now, I suppose, you know, favorite. <gasps> Yeah, got something to say? Um, yes, but unrelated to this. Something not related to Majora's Mask? Yeah, I was looking at these, like... <laughs> I'm looking at Vera Bradley's website. Oh my god. Don't need more purses. No, well, okay, but my one just broke. But I was looking at it, it, and then it dawned on me that, like, I have a birthday coming up, so I should start letting people know... Yeah. It's what your girl wants. Why buy a new purse when other people can do it for you? Um, oh, I forgot to, I forgot to mention about Majora's Mask. Uh, it came out April 27th in the year 2000. And what a time the year 2000 was. Crazy. <laughs> that game's um, almost 22 years old? Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, do I want to read this website about facts about Majora's Mask, or do I want to read a different one? Definitely not The Gamer. Definitely not ugh, Screen Rant. <sighs> if anybody knows from my news episode, I despise Screen Rant. Don't be trying to double back. I already despise you. Uh, but it looks like... They have a some- Harry Potter one? <gasps> Anyway, facts. You and your goddamn purses. But uh, it seems like they actually, you know, just copy and pasted fun facts about the game. So at at least they have their information right. Uh, The Happy Mask Salesman is based on Zelda's creator. Yet now that they have a picture side by side, I can definitely see it. Like Happy (laughs) Mask looks exactly like Shigeru Miyamoto. We need to protect Shigeru Miyamoto at all costs. Uh, that man is a gift. 
Let's see, Ganondorf's horse is at Romani Ranch, and this is only in the uh, 3DS version because the thing with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, they both got remaked, or not really remakes, remasters on the 3DS and basically updated everything because in the originals, like when you wanted to equip an item, you basically had to pause the game, put in your item thing, and then unpause. But the 3DS versions of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask fixed that where you can just do that on the fly. And it just, you know, updated everything better. It just... The 3DS versions are definitely... Like, if you're going to play Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, I definitely recommend the 3DS versions. Because they're honestly the better ways to play both of those games. But, yeah, in uh, the 3DS version of Majora's Mask, uh, Ganondorf's horse is actually at Romani Ranch. Just in the little corner, there's just a... Just an evil-looking horse. Um, just an evil-looking horse. Whose horse is that? <laughs> Zora's Hall is a musical treat. But yeah, I guess in Majora's Mask, one of the uh, masks you get is from a <laughs> from a Zora who died, and who was actually a part of a band. And you actually uh, go into you perform with the rest of the band as a side quest, and it's 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 a bop. Let's see. Uh, Happy Mask Salesman has a Mario mask. Yeah, out of all, because uh, he has this huge bag on him, and there's like masks decorated around it. One of them is just, it's straight up Mario. Uh, let's see, you can find a paper airplane. Cool. <laughs> there was a planned mission to the moon. It seems that Link wasn't the only one who only one who wanted to take one small step for man and land on the moon in Majora's Mask. Why anyone would want to visit such a monstrous place is beyond us, but some poor fools of Termina wanted to vacation to that terrifying terrain. Well, it seems that the bomb shop owner was planning on heading there, possibly on a suicide mission to stop the moon crashing to Earth. Oh yeah, you can look in uh, the bomb guy's shop and actually find plans for, like, a rocket or whatever. Uh, Lord Chapu Chapu is a secret boss. That's... Chapu Chapu? Wait. Oh, it is just called Chapu Chapu. And I was like, don't you mean Jabu Jabu? Jabu Jabu. But no, I guess... I guess they named him Chapu Chapu in this because they didn't... Even though a lot of the characters are the same, like the character models are the same from Ocarina of Time, they all have different names. But I guess, yeah, uh, Chapu Chapu was supposed to be a... or is a secret boss, uh, I guess. Just this dopey-ass fish that you fight. I was thinking of uh, Jabu Jabu. That's what it was in... in... Ocarina of Time, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about like the the king, um, Zora. Oh yeah. And how he's like, oh no, she's been swallowed by the fish. We must go back and get her. And then he please, takes... please save my daughter. That's literally what I was just gonna say. He takes forty eight <laughs> minutes if to it... scoot out of the way, and he just makes this whole sound the whole way. Like he takes. 12 centuries to move over. And it's like, oh my god, you fat fuck, get out of my way. Uh, the game was too dark for the IQ, IQ player. Does anyone remember the short-lived IQ player from China? No, I don't, because I am not Chinese. Nope, <laughs> neither do we. A joint venture between Nintendo and IQ Limited, the console was created to stop the piracy of games by porting them. Unsurprisingly, no more than 12,000 units were ever sold in China. Get fucked. The concept was a controller that plugged directly into the TV and looked like a techie hybrid of the N64 and GameCube models. 
14 games reported to it, and although Ocarina got a release on the console, Majora's Mask never quite made it. Apparently, the game and its menacing moon were a little on the dark side amidst fears that video games were becoming too violent. This is why I don't like Stream Riot. Listen to the sentence again. Apparently, the game and its menacing moon were a little on the dark side amidst fears that video games were becoming too violent. Does that sentence make any sense to you? Um, yeah. It's wildly grammatically incorrect, but I get what it's trying to say. See, that's the thing. Like, what they That's why I don't like stream rant. I've already explained this, but why I don't like stream rant sometimes, like, yeah, their information is good, but they just, you know, their grammar sucks. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, Star Fox appeared, too. Yeah, there's a whole, like, you look at all the masks you collect, and a whole lot of them can be uh, attributed to uh, characters from Star Fox. You know, Fox, Falco, Peppy, Slippy, and one of the enemies, Pigma. Uh, what else here? There's a nod to the GameCube in it. Yeah, when you go to uh, the observer- uh, observatory in the game, uh, there's a picture you can find that just has a random dolphin on it. I don't know if being on the N64 that was a reference to the GameCube, considering the GameCube was far from being worked on at that time. But, yeah. Or it might have been. I don't know. I don't know how far ahead, how far back they were planning the GameCube. Uh, the game was originally meant to be a week. I don't think that's true. Last I heard, and you know what I consistently hear about the game, it was originally going to have four days. Like, there was actually a planned fourth day. Because, uh, there's actually a glitch you can do actually taking place in the observatory, speaking of that, where you can look through, you can look through this telescope at everything, and if you look in the telescope as, like, the time is running out, and then exit out of it, like, at the very last second, then, like, everything will kind of carry on as normal. But then, uh, when you look up at the sky, the moon won't be, like, right there. It'll be far away. It'll be a secret fourth day. And I don't think you can actually do anything, like, you can, I don't think you can do anything meanwhile, bless you, meanwhile, in that fourth day. But I think, even if, I think if you try to complete a dungeon, it just kind of crashes the game. But, uh, ow. Sorry. Uh, what else here? Familiar Mario song? Oh, this I knew, too, because I learned from Matt Patta Game Theory. It's just a theory. A, a game, game theory. theory. We watch way too much YouTube. Uh, the game represents the five stages of grief. That is true. Because uh, when you first get into Clock Town, like on that first day, all the citizens are basically blown off. Yeah, they're blown off the moon and be like, oh, it's not going to crash. It's not no, a big deal. And then, uh, what's the next one? The next one, Anger. Now, when you get to the, uh, like, the forest temple, I forget the actual name of it, but the whole thing of the forest temple is you got to save this Deku princess from this temple because the king, you know, Angie. the king thought that, or, well, the king knows that his daughter was kidnapped and blames a monkey, so... Basically, to the he's so pissed off at this monkey that he wants to kill the monkey. So that's the second stage, anger. And uh, what was the other one? Depression. 
or bargain uh, no bargaining depression and then bargaining i think denial anger bargaining so based um oh, so bargaining you did to the uh snow peach place or snow peach ruins and the uh there's a Goron you meet who's actually, it's a ghost of a Goron because it's the leader who died. I think his name is Darut or something. But Darut is basically bargaining with you to, you know, oh, yeah. help him out and carry on. Anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Basically, he wants to trade something. Like, he would give anything to make, his, make sure his son, you know, knows, you know, he carries on his legacy. Uh,. I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, it says right here I could have read off of this. Oh, yeah. Then depression is when you get to the whole Zora section because there's a uh, Zora named Lulu who got, had her uh, egg stolen from her. Had her, you know, her baby egg stolen. So she just stands at the edge of this beach just looking out and basically has given up almost all hope. That section is really sad. Uh, let's see. Depression. And then the final one, acceptance. Uh, you get to this place called Icona Valley, where basically the whole theme of it is people like accepting death and being like, you know, accepting stuff, <laughs> accepting stuff the way it is. <laughs> At the end of this, they say, well, it is still better than Alika's dead theory. I call bullshit on that screen rant. <laughs> and speaking of them being bullshit, the second fact Stone Kid is the one from Ocarina. Yeah, no shit. Da, 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 da. It's the same model. Oh, as I was gonna be like, fuck. but he is though, so how is that bullshit? But I see what you're saying. I it's get it. I think, well, I guess to their, to be fair, one of the things they quote in this is Stone Kid saying the link. You have the same smell as the fairy kid who taught me that song in the woods. Gee, I wonder what fairy kid that might be in reference to. The the whole game could be based around the Marajoria civilization. Uh, I know nothing about the Marajoria civilization, but apparently they lived in the Mar- they flourished on the Marajo Island at the mouth of the Amazon, and they were active between eight hundred eighty. And for 1480, before being wiped out during the colonial era, and I guess that's where inspiration for masks come from, because that's the thing Nintendo really likes to do. They like to throw cultural references into everything, more specifically their own, but every once in a while they do other people's as well. But, uh, do you have any favorite moments from Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask? Like any at all? Um. <laughs> then one of my favorite from Ocarina Time has got to be this that random room you can go into when you first get in the castle town, and the guard is just like, "Hey, I'm supposed to be in charge of guarding his pots, but uh, if something were to happen to him, I would look the other way, and you can just destroy all these pots." I like the um. I don't know, I like the game as a whole. I do not like, and Aaron said this in his sequelitis episode, but I do tend to agree, is that, like, 
you're supposed to be like an adventurer and you're supposed to be an adventurer because you're a little kid with a fucking sword and shield like I would want to adventure too you you become a hero because you like killing monsters you like doing that kind of thing and that that's the stuff that makes you a hero and, but like in Ocarina it's kind of handholdy because I want to go to Death Mountain I want to go up there and see what's what, but I have to wait for the game to tell me that I want to go up there. As well as I and get that. And that's annoying to me as like a... Kinda... I was going to say as a video gamer, and I was like, but I don't really... There are like four video games that I'll actually like sit down and play. Like Undertale, I can fucking play the shit out of that game. I love that game. Yeah, we already did like, a whole episode talking about that. I like the RPG type. I like the the adventuring, and that's what that's why I was so drawn to Breath of the Wild because it truly is an open world. Like you can go anywhere, and like like in the original Zelda games, where like yeah, you can go in this dungeon if you want to. It'll kill you, but you can go. You know, like the game is not telling you you gotta go to point A and point A one and point A two and then point B and so on. You're no longer an adventurer. You're just at Disneyland. Here's the ticket. Be sure to ride Space Mountain or Goofy's Adventure Space Mountain before you leave. Guess Goofy's what? Indiana Jones's Winter Prize. Be sure to ride Indiana Jones Space Mountain before you leave. Guess Goofy's weight. Win a prize. Under twenty pounds. No, that's too low. But that, that is true, though, because, like, in, so, in, in the original, original Zelda game, like, you were just a little green sprite. Like, it didn't even explain to you what the premise of the game was, but you go in a cave and an old guy gives you a sword. And you're like, well, if I got a sword in here, maybe there's other caves I can find other stuff in. And, like, they don't tell you anything. You just kind of have to figure it out on your own. And that's the kind of shit that I live for. That's what I liked about Breath of the Wild. Mm, I do like, uh, I just, my, one of my favorite parts was, of Ocarina of Time was Druid of, the whole Druid of Valley thing. Both child and adult. I love Druid of Valley specifically because fuck the patriarchy. Oh yeah, so the Druidos, I guess, they're a whole civilization of women. And every once and in the a- one man, the one man in the entire civilization turned out to be an asshole. Just, well, they have a thing. Coincidence? I think not. I guess they have a thing historically, the Bruto. Every once in every, like, once in a while they let a man into the village just so they can or they have one of their, so like a woman from their tribe breed so that they can have a male. I guess. I've, I don't know how, how much sense that makes. But, uh, yeah, one of my favorite things is Dorota Valley. Not just for like what you do in it, because you go through this fortress and you go through this desert, but uh, Dorota Valley just has my favorite theme throughout the whole game. It's just, it's phenomenal. Uh, I'll put a little clip in right here.
yeah, it's just an, uh, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, in Majora's Mask, I don't know. I guess just the over, just the overarching feeling of doom is just my favorite. Well, see, and that's what I like about Majora's Mask the most, I think, is, oh, that's really cute. Um, Squirrel. Sorry, I'm shopping online, 100%. Um, I like that. Like, normally, I don't like to feel rushed. Like, I hate, and I was experiencing this a lot at work today, because I'm not going to get into it, into it, but, like, we got behind through no fault of my own. Um, And it was just, I was like, okay, the door keeps ringing, and people keep coming in, and the phone is ringing, and I got this sense, like, oh my god, we're falling behind, like, I don't have time, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time. And then I had to be like, you know what? Nah. Nah. Y'all are behind because of some bullshit you did. Like, I don't have to... So, like, normally I don't seek out that impending sense of, like, I'm fucking running out of time because I hate it. But there's something about, like, running out of time in a video game that makes it better. When you feel like you have to complete... Like, intrinsically, I know that if I just stand in one spot, in most cases, nothing's gonna happen. Like, in Undertale, for example, to go back to that, you have to do, like, certain things at certain points. But, like, realistically, if I don't want to fight Undyne, I just don't have to go to the point where the game triggers the fight with Undyne. Like, I'm not running out of time. I could stay pre-Undyne fight the rest of my life if I really want to. But Majora's Mask was different in the sense that you truly were watching the clock tick. Like, you could stand there all you want, but you were gonna run out of time. Like, there's even an operating time where you, that you learn to kind of slow down time, but even then that's still there. There's still that you know, feeling of time's gonna run out. Well, suppose anything else you wanted to say about either, either of them? No, because they're good. Yeah, this is it. They're both great games, you know. If you didn't play the original, play the original. If you have a 3DS, definitely get the 3DS versions. Is the one I recommend. Uh, but yeah, they're really good games, and I think that's it. A call for this episode. Uh, are you guys Zelda fans? Let me know. Social medias: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all SuperCam64. Uh, as always, in the description of this podcast, I will put or description of this episode rather. I will put a link to the uh, podcast Twitter. Uh, also in the description, there's you know the link to send me a voice message and the link to support this podcast. And like I always say, you totally don't have to support this podcast, but it would truly mean a lot to me if you like if you consider, or at least at the very least, share because if you share this podcast around, that also supports me, and I appreciate any support I get. Uh, what else? Did you want to promote anything? Um, you can link my Instagram, but I don't post very much. Your hair Instagram? That's the only one I got. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's going to call it for this episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Bless your face. If you sneeze during this episode, bless you. Okay, Tabaskus. Hey, he's not doing shit right now. I can t- I can steal that. It back to 2002. He's not doing anything right now, and he's banned from the internet, basically. I can steal it if I want to. Is he really? Yeah, did you not hear about all the bullshit he did? Well, I heard about the I heard about the accusation, but I guess I didn't realize that it was That's something we can cover in another episode. But uh Oh my yeah. god, I would love to read some of these assholes to filth. Yeah, we could just let's, fucking spill the tea one day. Definitely do that on another episode. 
But uh, yeah, I hope oh, you guys. What? Speaking of teas spilling. So I told you what happened at work, right? Hold on. Let's end the episode first, and then you can tell me off the, off the episode. Okay. So yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys stay hydrated. Uh, and, you know, appreciate you all. Bye bye.